Joining us now, he's the television play-by-play voice of the Utah Jazz. It is Craig Bowler, Jack Bowler. How you doing? Hey, Bowler. Hey, Scotty Hands. Good to hear you back on the air after a little time off. How you doing? Man, I've missed you. I really missed you, and uh, it was a nice little break after college football Good. season. The, Good. We're back and rock and rolling. Scott, we finally got Scotty back from Vegas. He's yeah. Uh, this is the first time Scotty and I have been in the same room for a couple weeks. Yeah, Scotty had to pull him out of there with a game. You know, the, those quarter machines, man. Just <laughs> you know. Hey, can I tell you a quick, quick travel story? Sure. Because I heard you guys talking, you know, about the charters and et cetera. But I've got a good one from the old days, hands with BYU, if I may. Quick story, coming back on that long flight, which you've been on, from Hawaii, okay? Mm-hmm. After calling that game, they give you some food and some treats. And usually, because of the, of the guys, you know, the O-line guys want to have, like, a candy bar. They always hand it out, like, a Milky Way or a Babe Ruth or something. Not not the little one, but the, the big boy, you know, the, the, the oversized candy bar. So I was excited, and I'm sitting between a couple of uh, three, 320 guys, right? And I'm, I put that candy bar in my pocket thinking, okay, I'm gonna, once I get settled in, I'll, I'll eat it. About three hours later, I wake up, you know, halfway over the Pacific, and that candy bar that was sticking two inches over my pocket is now melted and dropped all the way down onto my shirt. And it was like the funniest. I don't know why I thought of that just now when you were talking about charter flights. Because I, I, I got the middle seat, by the way, on the charter back between, you know, I, I can't remember who it was, Jason Buck or a Sean Knight type. But that candy bar had laid right over the top and melted all through my shirt. It was a great it was a great scene. Yeah. I thought, I thought you were going to say that uh, one of those dudes while you were sleeping – Stole that thing and and finished it off. (laughs) Oh man, yeah, those long charters from Hawaii. Those are those are buttes, by the way. So, yeah, those those were a menace. I don't know what it is, Bowler. After playing and getting on a plane, and your joints are fatigued and muscles are fatigued, and you fly, and my legs would just fill full of fluid. And so I, I like what the NBA is doing. I, I like I would like to see them even maximize this more if possible. Yeah. You know what? Uh, we were talking about it on the air the other night. I think Thurl is a fan, uh, former player, thinking. And you know what? And you got to think about what John Carl did before Larry decided to go the, the, uh, the charter route was, you know, they would stay nights after games and then charter out. And a few games that I covered, you know, at, at Channel 5 in the day, we'd jump on those flights and, you know, at 7.10, 7.20, and then you'd fly into the city to do that back-to-back. Think about that before you could fly out before, you know, after a game immediately like we do now and then get in around 2. You at least have the, the night to sleep and don't have to worry about, you know, an early getting up early. But, um, yeah, I think – well, I think what they've, they'll learn from COVID is that these, like many series, like in baseball, when you stay in town for four games, I can see them hands easily going, let's stay and play two. And that's what, you know, the Jazz have, will be doing later in L.A. And they've got, you know, Dallas here. I think the Pelicans did the same thing. So that may be a real positive that comes out of this whole travel schedule that they've had to adjust uh, during uh, during COVID. Mm-hmm. Craig Bowler, Jack, right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. So no Derek Favors, no Donovan Mitchell, and uh, no problem. Jazz roll. How surprised Man. were you with that performance the other night? Well, you know, it's it's really shows you, and the test for me was to see the depth of what the Jazz really had and who was going to step up. And, 
you know, you, you get another huge game from Clarkson, who just just is um, and is a right now is in another level, and obviously the leader in the six man talk. Um, you know, just comes on the floor and decides that he needs to help and he's going to do it. But also, also tip of the hat to Joe, uh, who jumped on and uh, hadn't started since last season and just didn't miss a beat. I mean, he looked great, healthy, confidence, eight assists and seven threes, please. But that's Joe, that's Joe basketball. I mean, that's just the way he works. And then Rudy, with his third career 2020, was as good as he gets. And, you know, what I'm starting to see is a little more confidence with his offensive game, you know, spinning, feeling pressure off one shoulder, hands and Scotty, and going to the other side. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. I mean, it's taken some time, but, you know, Rudy, if he can, you know, find a different angle to the rim instead of just on top of it, it's all good for the Jazz. Uh, That's just, uh, that's, you know, icing on the cake offensively to give him another look or give the defense another look. And I thought he played, you know, outstanding. Three blocks along the way, too. He couldn't have done it much better. Buller, when I listen to your broadcasts and, and I watch these games, I can hear your excitement when George Niang steps out there and hits a three. I, I, I can tell you you like Niang. I think, I think like, all of us like him. You know, I've gotten to know him, uh, and he jumped on some of our broadcasts. Uh, it was, what, two summers ago with Summer League, and he's just a natural. He's, he, he's a guy that you cannot dislike. He just has a great demeanor. He's a real truthful guy which is hard to find sometimes in this league Um, talking about emotions, talking about what he goes through. And I I really respect him for that. Uh, But he just has that, that comedic side to him a little bit and he's easy to talk to. And he really just is a good interview as well. Well, through the last eight games, I, I, I just went eight games into this 10 game winning streak through the last eight games. He's 15 of 34 from three for 44%. He's 28 of 56 from the field. For 50%, he's averaging 15 minutes per game. And I don't know, Buller, it's it's really interesting to me because you got Jordan Clarkson, who's the sixth man, and, and all the attention and focus on him. But there's something really smooth when Deang is on and he's hitting on the outside and he's providing that, that outside shot for the bench. There's something different about this Jazz team when he hits in those 15 minutes. Yeah, no, he's he's a part of the energizing uh, threesome that come off that bench and favors as well, and Clarkson leads the way. And George, as you know, looking at those numbers and hands, he struggled in a big way in the early part of the season. And then, you know, we were, you know, wondering if the minivan needed, needed new tires. And, uh, you know, he went out and, and he started talking about openly that he was deciding he needed to do something. So he starts to listen to some music. He starts to open up his mind. He starts to let some of the pressure off. And I tell you, you got to remember last year the Jazz made a big commitment to George when you know they let Jeff Green go and then really benched Ed Davis uh, and Ed you know handled it like a real pro last year. But they they said, okay, George, you're going to get most of these minutes. Uh, and I thought he took advantage of the situation. Pressure comes back to start a new year. It took him time to to calm it down. And look what he's done. Those numbers you just read are part of the reason why the Jazz have won ten in a row. It's just another weapon the Jazz have as he climbs back into the mid-40s. And I'm sure he'll get there, but that's where he belongs, as you just said. Those 44% numbers are pretty much what George had last year. And right now the Jazz have five players of 40 or better. And George probably not too far back 
from joining that group uh, in the in forty percent or better from three. Greg Bowler, Jack, right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You don't get a call too many 29 and 20 games. Just how special was that performance from Rudy the other night? Yeah, it was big. I I think Gobert and, you know, Dan, you just talked about George. I think all these guys, don't you feel that there's, except for Bogey, I'm still waiting for Boyan to really kind of Mm -hmm. find a, a groove. But there is something of these eight to nine guys, even Mieoni, when he gets minutes, there's a confidence out there in this. Uh, and I, I haven't seen it. It's the same group from last year, you know, minus Faves, who's back, but he really never left. You know, in my mind, yeah, he took a, a year off and went to New Orleans and came back. But there's really uh, an interesting thing going on here. Do they sustain it? It's hard, obviously. Ten in a row. You have to beat the same team twice. You guys made the comment before. I jumped on about resting and the importance of that. And I think you're right. You know, Luca got beat up in game one, had the ice on the, on the knee. Let's see how he fares tonight. Um, but I still think the Jazz are proving they're better. You know, and the depth shows. And there's this, uh, I know it sounds, we've had this discussion about college hands, about this college atmosphere and the locker room and this, you know, combination of, you know, uh, being on the same page for the same goal. You know, that's what we used to hear in the locker room, right? You always, you know, hit a sign, you know, all for one team. You know what? I can't, I can't deny the fact this is one hell of a team right now. Mm -hmm. And they're doing it as a team. Uh, It doesn't have to be Donovan. It doesn't have to be Rudy or or Boyan. You know, Clarkson has really been a big impact, but yet they seem to do it during the streak is one. And they decided to do it, I guess, after the New York loss. That's where they keep pointing. And that's the last time they lost was January 6th at the Garden uh, in New York. It's going to be tough to make a longer run because there's some tough games ahead. But they've taken advantage of their home, of their home schedule. And uh, the big test, I guess, will be again tonight. But how do they fare in Denver uh, Sunday afternoon? That one's going to be an interesting test. What are you hearing about Donovan Mitchell and his availability for tonight? You know, that ought to be popping any time. Uh, you know, the, the shoot-around and the media veil will be coming up shortly. And I'm guessing we'll get news on uh, Donovan and Derek. Last night, uh, it was questionable. And they could be upgraded as he goes through that protocol again, Hans and Scotty. So, you know, we'll see um, if he can go tonight or not. Mahomes was able to go, you know, in a week's time. But, again, you can't push anybody. Everyone, um, you know, responds differently uh, in the concussion protocol and, you know, the rules and regs of what the league is. So, sure, the Jazz would want him uh, if he can go and if it's if it's in their best or his best interest, not theirs. I mean, they're still protecting players, and it's the way it should be. Um, you know, I was surprised Mahomes went, by the way, with the Chiefs last week, but, you know, he passed the protocol, and, and there he was. I don't think he looked 100%, and Donovan may not be for a couple of games. But uh, if if you can still play, it'll probably Donovan will say, yeah, I'm going, and they'll have to leave that up to him too. 97.5-1280 The Zone. Craig Bullerjack with us right here on The Zone Sports Network. What are the odds that on Monday the Jazz winning streak is still intact? <laughs> well, I think Denver will be really tough. Uh, they're playing much better than what we saw. Uh, you know, Jamal Murray and, and the Joker, Jokic, have uh, a great skill set. But I'm going to be honest. I think down deep uh, it's a road game, difficult, but yet no fans in Denver. 
Um, I still kind of call that a 50-50. It just depends on turnovers and if the Jazz are hot from three. I think they're the deeper team, uh, honestly, even better than they were in the bubble. And I think they're a much uh, their mindset's different. You know, let's roll the dice and say they, they win it again in Denver. Hard to do it, I guarantee, I guarantee you. But if the threes are dropping like they have been during this one streak, they're going to be tough to beat. Uh, they're going to get knocked off. And you know what? Tonight's going to be difficult, too, just because, uh, you know, and Locke would say this as he's my analy- he's our analytic guy, right? You know, it's hard to beat the same team twice. Um, but the Jazz do have the ability to have the home floor tonight with some scattered fans throughout. So I think there's a good chance they could, you know, win the next two and then have to hit the road. And then, of course, uh, we'll see what happens. But the Jazz have a 7-2 and two road record. <laughs> so hard to bet against these guys right now. It really is. Jordan Clarkson gave them hell. I think Quinn Snyder ought to just unleash Clarkson on them. Well, you know the green lights on, man. What it was? He says it's bright green, lime green. They let they want him to shoot <laughs> as much, you know, as as he can. I mean, you know, it's really interesting to to watch Quinn in the last you know couple of years as the league has changed and how the Jazz have kind of tilted toward that green light that the rest of the league has, has gone to. They still have old school, you know, defensive mindsets with the big man Gobert and Faves, but they've surrounded that you know, the big man with a lot of three-point shooters, and they've joined the club, uh, you know, for knocking down three-point shots. Also, they still have mid-range ability, which I think is important still in this league. You know, Locke and I get into this all the time about I get it threes more than two, but I'd rather have two than nothing. And, you know, you still see Conley, who's a is an assassin with the floater, and the same with Clarkson. You know, smaller guards who get into the paint and realize they can't get much further and all of a sudden they just, you know, they make it look so easy. But that shot is tougher than it looks. And Thurl and Matt, uh, when we talk on air, discuss that a lot, man. That that shot is not easy because you have to time it. Because you're running, then you have to kind of pull back and then let that drop. And it's it's a fun shot. But it works. And if it does, at least you're you're bailed out by getting a bucket instead of kicking out for three. Because sometimes there's not a pass out of that uh, out of that tall timber. Uh, but, you know, right now the Jazz are the hottest team in the league, and there's a reason why. Um, you know, the three ball is a dangerous weapon, but also the continuity they have and the confidence they're showing is, is outstanding. Craig, Bowler Jack right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Bowler, you're the best man. We appreciate it, and uh, look forward to catching up again next week. Hey, we'll do it. Guys, have a great weekend, and we'll talk soon. Be safe.